Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Man, I love you guys. That's why, that's why me and Jen have been here so long. Man, we love you guys. We really do. This is... Fusion Ministry has been one of the biggest blessings of my life. You, this is so much fun. I enjoy being here so much, and so does Jen. And, and it seems like every year it just seems to get a little bit better. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, my name's Eric. I think I know most of you. Um, but I have been here, my wife and I, we have been here part of Fusion now for eight years. And so we do, we do a lot of things, though. We serve in a lot of different places. So we do eight year, we've done eight years here. We do a child care in Abbeville on Thursday nights. An intercessory prayer group on, uh, once a month. We lead a life group. We've been on mission trips. At one point, we were Chi Alpha leaders. Y'all remember Eric Truel from Sunday? Yeah. Yes. And then we do other little things here and there. And so when you, when you look at it, when you look at, at what Jen and I have done, it looks like we have a pretty decent resume, right? Looks pretty good, right? And a lot of times over the years, we've had a lot of people come up to us and they're like, hey, thank you all for what you all do. Hey, we appreciate you for what you do. Hey, you know what? That's great. It feels, it feels nice to be appreciated. You ever done something and no one told you thank you? Um, but it, it's nice to feel appreciated. And when you don't feel appreciated, it, it, it's really an awful feeling, right? But here's the real question. And I named off all those things that, that Jen and I do. And I, and I didn't do that because I want to brag. But I wanted to, to tell you all those things to make a point. And I want to ask a question. Do you think that God is pleased with all that we do? Do you think He is? Is He pleased with our service? Now, of course, there's a knee-jerk answer to that. And it's like, yeah, of course He is. Of course. But you know, I think that, that Scripture answers something for us. I think that there's something else that God is pleased with instead. And it's not how much we do, or what we do, or how many hours, or how much money, or, or, or any of that. I think that there's something else. Let me, let me open with this passage of Scripture real quick. This is John 26-29. 
Now, before we read it, the day prior to what I'm about to read, Jesus has fed 5,000 people. And then His disciples went on ahead of Him. Jesus did the walking on water. We know all about that. He gets to the other side. And uh, the crowd finds Him. It's like, when did you get here? And so they start asking Jesus all kinds of questions. But look what Jesus says to the crowd. The crowd catches up to Jesus. It's the next day. He says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you, not because you understood the miraculous sign. But don't be so concerned about perishable things like food. Spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you. For God the Father has given me the seal of His approval. But they replied, We want to perform God's works too. What do we do? We want to work. We want to serve. What do we do? Jesus told them, This is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one that He sent. That's it. This is the only work that God wants from you, is to believe in the one that He has sent. Jesus is more concerned about your faith than anything else that you do. He's not concerned with how many times you show up. He is, but He's concerned about your faith. So, the point is, is that as long as I'm living and walking out my faith, then I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, whenever I go to serve in fusion, and whenever I go to serve uh an intercessory prayer, all those things are a result of my faith. The faith being the main work. All the other just flows from it. That's what the important part is. If faith is the main work, then that really opens up a whole lot of other things that I do in my life. Some things, some other things that my wife and I do, we both work 40 hours a week. We raise children. We have two. And we sleep in on Saturdays. And that's work. It is. You know, why am I telling you that? Well, here's the thing. My faith tells me that God gave me a job. So when I get up and I go to my job, I'm doing it in faith that the Lord gave it to me. I'm going to go and try to do my best. Which means that when I raise my children, I feel like my children were a blessing from God. I'm going to raise them as best as I can. 
Whenever, whenever we do things like rest, eat, sleep, all those things, all those things are just me or you taking care of yourself, taking care of your body. The Lord blessed you with a body when you exercise. I know I don't look like I exercise, but I do a lot of walking at work, like one end of the building to the other, all day. It's not funny. (laughs) But I do a lot of exercise. I do a lot of walking. All these things... Just to take care of myself because the Lord, because the Lord gave me everything that I have. That's what my faith tells me. I'm not, I'm not in it to get ahead. Okay. I'm not in it to slight my coworkers. But let me say this. If you're operating outside of faith, It's useless. It's pointless. It's no good. I don't care what you do. I don't care. You're either serving God or you're serving yourself. So here's the thing. Whether you play on the worship team or whether you lead intercessory prayer, whether you're a Chi Alpha leader, whether you're a fusion leader, none of that matters. Unless your faith is operating and driving that thing. Otherwise, otherwise you're just doing it to please other people. <clears throat> even, even when you pray and even when you sing, you know you can pray and your faith would not be there. But look what James said about that in 1. James 1, 5, 7. Look at this. He says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. For that person, for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Verse 7. Such people shouldn't expect to receive anything from God. That's a pretty heavy statement. Such people should not expect to receive anything from God. So, Elijah talked a lot about faith. If you weren't here, I suggest you go back. It was uh, three or four weeks ago. He had a message anchored in faith. Um, and so tonight, we're going to talk about the things that, that faith should compel you to. But before we do that, let's just t- talk about faith in general. Because it's thrown around a lot. What are we talking about? What is faith? Usually when I ask a question like that, I have a definition from uh, a dictionary. I didn't need one this time. Hebrews 1.1 says, Faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. 
It gives us assurance about things we can't see. So, what is it that we're hoping for that we just can't see just yet? What is it we're hoping for? What is your faith in? What is it? The faith that the Bible is talking about is that we want to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay. Our faith is that we're saved by the work that was done on the cross, right? My faith is that my sins have been washed away, right? And my faith tells me in John chapter 1 that we are now considered sons and daughters of God. That's what my faith tells me. And so whenever my faith, whenever my faith brings those things into reality, whenever I see the things that the Lord has done for me on the cross, whenever I, I, I take notice of those things, it compels me to want to serve. I remember one time there was a, uh, there was a leader here and I didn't ask to share this story, so I just won't use a name. But... Uh, we had a Christmas party in here, not this last one, but the one prior. And uh, I was sitting at a table, and the person next to me dropped something on the on the uh, carpet somewhere right over there. And I'm sitting at the table, and I looked down at it, and I was thinking to myself, like, "Oh my gosh, it's gonna mess up the carpet." They dropped that thing. This is terrible. Teenagers. So anyway. <laughs> As I'm watching and I'm looking at it, another student leader comes running up with some paper towels on the floor, cleaning that thing up, trying to get it. And I was like, oh, look at that serving. There's a person in here that cares about this ministry, that loves the Lord and loves you. And there's, there's student leaders that are here that they serve out of their faith for the Lord. And that is a pleasure and a joy for them to serve and as I'm sitting there watching, it just occurs to me, it's like, wow, look at that. Taking care of the building, taking care of the students, taking care of fusion. Why didn't I think of that? I was looking at the stain on the carpet, but, um, you know, I should have thought about that. I want to bring out two things. There's a lot of things that faith should compel you to do. But if you truly believe the things that I mentioned earlier, that your sins are forgiven, if you truly believe that you're saved, if you truly believe that you're going to spend eternity with the Lord, your faith should compel you to two things that I'm going to bring out. The first thing I want to bring out is that 
First thing I'm going to bring up is that your faith should compel you to obey the commandments. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you're doing, if you, you the, the services that you may do, how many of you serve here in the church? Raise your hand. Okay. No matter what you're doing, and, and we appreciate that, that you're doing, but if it's, if it's not from your faith, and your faith doesn't compel you to obey the commandments, you're living a different lifestyle. If you're at home, you're a different person. You're at school, you're a different person. Or at work, how many of you have jobs? If you're at, at your job, and you're a different person, I I would really question. I would really question you that you're serving because you because you love the Lord. You're serving because of all the things that He's done for you, but you can't obey the commandments at home. Let me show you something real quick. Look at Matthew. Uh, chapter 19, verse uh, 16 through 22. This is the ruler that came to Jesus. It says, someone came to Jesus with a question. It said, teacher, what good deeds must I do to have eternal life? Okay, let's stop there for a second. The, ge- the gentleman that comes up to Jesus says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So, there was a measure of faith there, and Elijah talked a couple weeks ago. It really doesn't take a whole lot of faith. But there was some there. He definitely had some there, because he had faith that there was going to be eternal life. Now, he's coming and asking, what do I have to do to inherit that eternal life? Jesus says, why ask me what is good? There's only one who is good. But, to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones? I love that question. Like, which ones? Which ones? Really? All of them? I mean, come on, let's pick and choose. You know... I lie, but I don't commit adultery. Like, come on, which ones? Jesus says, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. I've obeyed all these commandments, the young man replied. What else must I do? Okay, so for a second here, he's feeling pretty good about himself. Hey, I do all that. But then Jesus, he asked Jesus this question. He says, hey, what else must I do? So he knew there was more. He was missing something. There was a point, and he was missing it, and he knew it. Hey, what else must I do? 
Jesus told him, well, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad. He had a lot of possessions. Think about that. What's he missing? Boy, he's missing something. He obeys all the commandments. There was a story, uh, Jesus told this parable in the Bible. He said a farmer went out to scatter seeds. And when the farmer went out to scatter his seeds, there was some seeds that fell, uh, that, that grew. It grew quickly, but a lot of weeds and stuff grew around it. And Jesus said that represents the cares of this world. All the cares in this world begin to choke out that seed. And the thing is that, is that I feel like that actually represents a lot of Christians today. That there was something choking out the seed. That, that he had a little bit of faith, but there was something that was keeping him back. All of his possessions and all the cares in the world. But what was it that it was keeping him back from? He had all the treasures and all the possessions, but what was he missing? Here's what he was missing. Matthew 22, 36-39. Some Pharisees asked Jesus, he said, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second, it's equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the prophets are based on these two commandments. That's what he was missing. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind, with all your soul. And I feel like, I feel like sometimes that could be, that could be a, the point that we're missing sometimes. I like when he says here, he says, uh, says the love of the Lord your God. I want to tell you something. That first and greatest commandment where you talk about your faith and that it should compel you, if you obey that first commandment to love the Lord your God, I want, you to, I want to let you know that you could spend the rest of your life praising God and telling God all the good things that He's done. As a matter of fact, we will do that for all eternity. That we will spend the rest of eternity praising the Lord. But I can tell you right now, it wouldn't. You could do it all the time, nonstop. You could never praise God enough. That first commandment could keep you busy the rest of your life. The second point that I want to bring out is that your faith should compel you to spend time with God. 
This is that thing that we talk about all the time. And this is something that I brought out last time that I preached, is that, you know what? When we go to encounters and when we go to uh, conferences and stuff like that, one of the things that whenever we go to pray with students, one of the things that we always hear is, I want more, I want more, I want more. You want to know how you get more? You spend time with the Lord. How do you spend time with the Lord? You pray and read your Bible. This is, this is like a point in every sermon that I've ever heard. Read your Bible. Pray. Read your Bible. Pray. There's no magic bullet. There's no, there's, there's no formula. There's no secret. Honestly, there's, there's, there's nothing else that I can tell you except to read your Bible and pray if you want to grow closer to God. And the truth is, is that if you, if you like somebody, not only like, like somebody, like if you like somebody, like they're your friend, like if you want to spend time with somebody, like Joseph's my friend. I like Joseph. Joseph and I spend time together once a week. If you like somebody, you'll want to spend time with that person. You'll want to, to, to take time out of your day. Show that person some of the things that you're doing. Sometimes just show them video games that we're playing. He talks about his band. We tell each other what we're doing. How much more if we sing, stand here and sing and say, I want you more and more. I want you more and more. I want you more and more. And we sang it. Is it the truth? Is it? Is your faith really in the things that I was talking about earlier? If it is, then you would truly be able to sing, I want you more and more. I want you more and more. If you have time, and I know you have time, that some of it should be spent with the Lord. If you spend 30 minutes a day on your phone, you could have spent at least 15 with the Lord. If you spend more than that, I know you got time. The time that you spend on your phone, the time that you spend watching TV, the time that you spend on video games, the time that you spend doing absolutely nothing. I don't have any problem with those things. I really don't. Okay? I don't have a problem with your Facebook. But there might be a problem, and you'd have to answer that yourself, of how much time are you actually devoting to those things? And what are you actually giving your time to when you're on those things? 
And how much of it could you give to the Lord? So those were the two points. Obey the commandments and spend time with the Lord. I want you to know that your faith can move God. Okay? I want you to think back to some of those people. There's a whole there's a whole chapter in Hebrews that is uh that is dedicated to people who had faith that and you could just go through the Bible and look at some of these things. You remember uh you remember that there was a woman in the Bible she had a hemorrhage and and she was doing a lot of bleeding. And when she saw Jesus, she had this faith in her that rose up and said, if I can touch him. And she crawled through that crowd. She crawled through the crowd on her hands and knees and thought, if I could just touch him one time. And so whenever she gets there and she touches Jesus, Jesus felt the power. He turns around. He says, who touched me? But what did Jesus say to her? He said to her, He said to her, Your faith has healed you. He didn't commend her for crawling through the crowd. He's like, That looked hard. You crawl through that crowd like that? Oh my goodness. No, no, no. He said, Your faith is what healed you. But it was her faith that compelled her to move. Whenever they had the Jesus teaching in a house, he was teaching in a house and there was a sick guy that they were trying to get in, but they were carrying him on a mat. And so they cut a hole in the ceiling and lowered him to Jesus. When they, when they lowered him to Jesus, Jesus didn't look at him and say, wow, y'all cut a hole in the roof? I'm going to tell you, if you cut a hole in my roof, I'm not going to be very impressed with you at all. <laughs> you cut a hole in... That's so creative. I never would have thought of that. No, 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 no. Jesus looks at them and He says, and He says, He saw their faith and He said, your sins are forgiven. Because He saw their faith. Abraham believed God and he got up and he left his house. It was credited to him as faith. God wasn't impressed with Noah's craftsmanship when he built a boat. He wasn't impressed. But what he did when Noah built that boat is that he took him inside and he said, And he said, your faith in me when I told you to build the boat just saved your life. It just takes a little bit. Just a little bit. Josh, come on up, man. You guys... Like I said earlier, I, I appreciate every single one of you, 
and, and every, every one of you that do something that, to serve, I, I, we really, I, I really do appreciate it. I, I, love, I love seeing young people with a heart to, to serve and to minister. Man, it blesses me so much. But I just want to challenge you tonight. I want to challenge you to examine your heart. I believe that every one of you do serve out of faith. But I want to ask you, how much time are you spending with the Lord? And what is it that your faith is driving you to do? When the Lord looks at it, does He say that it's good because you did it to please Him? Or does He does He look at it and say, you just wanted to give Him attention? When you do it for attention, and people tell you that they're pleased with you, the Bible says that that's really all the rewards you're going to get. That's it. You got it. Good job. Go home. Let's stand together. I want to ask you to just close your eyes and let's let's close in prayer. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your uh, for your faithfulness to us, God. We thank you, Lord God, because we truly believe, Lord, that we are saved. We are saved by your grace. And Lord God, we truly believe, Lord, that you have cast our sins away, that you have washed us clean. We believe it with all our hearts, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you would move on us, that you would move on our hearts, that we would want to love you, that we would want to spend that time with you. Lord God, I pray that 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 prophecy that said that the young that the uh that the old would dream dreams and that the young lord that they would dream and that they would prophesy and lord god that they would speak and that you would use them lord god to reach their their schools and that you would use them lord to reach their community lord that there is so much that you want to do with these young people here but lord i pray that you would teach them lord to sit at your feet and listen to you, to listen for your instructions, Lord God, to not move, Lord, out of out of selfish ambitions, Lord, to not move, Lord, for attention, but Lord, that you would teach them, Lord, to move out of love, Lord, for you. And that when you spend time with the Lord, when we spend time with you, that we will get a heart for other people. And that we will want to serve. And that we would want, Lord God, to reach out in your name, Lord. Because we love them. Because you love them. Lord God, help us to want more and more of you. Help us, Lord God, to know You, to see You, to get a glimpse of You, Lord. 
Lord God, I pray that you would watch over us as we go tonight, Lord. And Lord, that we would carry your word in our hearts. Lord, that we would read your word and get it into our hearts. And Lord, that you would just be that you would just be near to every single one that is here. In Jesus' mighty and precious name we pray. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you.